1: IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the US. That's right, it is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners? can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine.
0: The following podcast contains explicit language. Hey, Kristen. Yeah, Jolenta. It's been one week since we lived by You Are a Badass by
1: Jen Sincero. And you know what that means. It's time for another By the Book mini episode. Woo!
0: That's right. It's time for another by-the-book epilogue. This week, we're looking at the aftermath of Living by You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. And thanks to all of those listeners who corrected us on the pronunciation of her name. Yes, uh, we got that one slightly wrong. Whoopsie. But we are correct now. So... Let's dive right in with some listener mail, shall we?
1: Yeah. Let's start with the topic of privilege and money, which many listeners wrote in about. Jillian wrote in to say... I read You Are a Badass last year, but I totally dismissed it for the same reasons Kristen did. Jen Sincero is a privileged white woman who is, quote, poor by American standards because she chose to work a series of low-paying jobs while chasing a musical career instead of diligently working on building up skills and experience that would lead to higher-paying jobs. Now she's parlayed her privilege into being a successful lifestyle and self-help author and touts that as a model of success for others to follow – even though it's not sustainable for most people to make a living in that space. She's more interesting as an autobiography story than she is as a self-help expert, and her ability to state the obvious certainly does not make her a role model for those of us who did spend our 20s and 30s building up sustainable skills and careers. That being said, hearing how much Jolenta got out of it made me wonder if I might have shortchanged Sincero. I suppose I was eye-rolling too hard to recognize the writing exercise and subsequent value. That is something I'm grateful by the book brought to the forefront so I could do that work. Thank you for that. Mm. So
0: interesting, Jillian. Yeah, it's hard. Like, you know, I identify with Sincero. You know, when Kristen and I met, I was like, I'm going to be a Shakespearean actor. Like, I want to do regional theater. But I was also working like a very shitty admin job. And, like, I had those skills to pay my bills while I, you know, flailed
1: at my dreams. Yes. And and it's tough. I mean, because she was actually famous. She mm-hmm. had a record deal. Yeah. She already had a best-selling book. She did come from actually a pretty successful mm-hmm. version of being a creative person before. And then, you know, how did she become successful in the self-help space? She liquidated all of her assets, yeah. went into credit card debt bought into essentially a pyramid scheme about how to be a life coach and now Mm. charges others that amount of money so that she can life coach them. Yeah. It, to me, seems pretty sketchy.
0: It's just, it's not what I want to model my life after. And, like, some of her advice I found super helpful, but it being mixed in with, like, be like me just doesn't work for most people, I assume.
1: All right, let's move on to this next letter, also about
0: money and privilege from Annalise. Annalise said, One of the things I love about this show, no matter the topic, is that you, too, and the listeners can come from so many different places and experiences but find common ground. It hit home with me in this episode when Kristen was talking about the whole prosperity gospel thing— you two came from a place of not being religious, and I'm a lifelong practicing Catholic, and we all agree that the prosperity gospel is verifiable bull. Love the show, love this episode. Season three is off with a bang.
1: Woohoo! And yeah. at
0: least I had to look up the prosperity gospel,
1: <laughs> but I even said that but, word in the episode. Did you really? Yeah, I said or I said those words. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. used that term in the episode actually. Yeah. Um. Just. Slight correction here. Mm -hmm. I did actually grow up religious. I did grow up in a Christian family. Oh, right. Yes. And then at a certain point, I I chose not to be religious anymore in that sense. Um, Mm -hmm. But the prosperity theology, the whole idea that you can pray and uh, live in a certain sort of uh, religious way and then be rewarded with money. <laughs>
0: yeah. If you're good enough, God will give you money. And like, if you don't have it, it's because like you're not being good enough. Like, donate more to the church and like, yeah. you know, be more positive.
1: Yeah. Or like Jen Sincero, spend all your money on this and it will come back to you tenfold. Yeah. Jump and the net will appear because you deserve that net. Right. Because I mean, God picked you. Or, yes. Or, you know, well, um, also you pick your the friends. Universe. Remember, she said she's only Choosing to have wealthy friends now who are successful. Oof. Do you remember that in the book? Yeah. yeah that's one of the tips surround yeah. yourself with the most successful people. In the
0: theater world, we call those people fame whores. <laughs> Where they just attach themselves to the most successful people they know. (laughs) Usually it works, but...
1: All right. Let's hear from some listeners who liked the book. Actually, many people wrote in to say that they liked the book. Mm -hmm. And um, Katie, for example, wrote to say, Gosh, I love your podcast so much, but I have to say I'm really disappointed with the last episode. Jen does remark on the privilege we all have in being able to, A, afford her book, And B, that we are lucky enough to be literate and capable of reading it. Wouldn't you say the entire self-help movement is privileged in and of itself? Only people whose basic needs are taken care of are able to focus inward and try to improve their lives beyond the scope of survival. Also, I agree her action points are hard to follow. I find her second book, You Are a Badass at Making Money, much more focused. However, it may be too confronting for you both to truly enjoy. Thanks for reading. I hope you do a little more research next time. Hmm. Ooh. I, well, now I
0: really want to read the money one just because I want to know what she means by too confronting. I that has piqued my interest. I wonder what that means. I have heard. I have heard better things about you are a badass at making money. I'm pretty sure my friend Jana said I should read. Oh, that. I just ran into Jana this oh, weekend. No way.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's so great to see She you. also
0: so would like me to point out that she was the one who also suggested this book and I need to give her props and she's right. Well props, also Jana. hundreds of listeners. I also lots <laughs> listeners. But she suggested it while I was writing the proposal for the show. Oh.
1: So well, thank you, Jana. Jana.
0: Thank you. Here's your shout out.
1: Yeah. As as for the whole idea of you have to be privileged to read, absolutely totally. true. We are so lucky that we know how to read. Mm -hmm. Can I just do a shout out to Dolly Parton here? Because literacy. Yes, Dolly Parton's dad didn't know how to read and that's why she set up her DreamWorks Foundation and why she makes sure that children of all backgrounds have access to books because she wants to instill a joy of reading and and she knows that being able to read is a privilege. Jolenta, Mm -hmm. you and I know it. Cameron knows it. So absolutely. Um, And as far as the luxury to look inward and do, you know, Philosophical self exploration and better ourselves. Um, yeah, if you're not in complete survival right. mode, um, it, that's true. It is something that I hope all people can look inward at themselves. Um, and and I would also argue that a lot of people who are in survival mode probably still look inward. The yeah, idea yeah. that they don't do that at all, I think, is false.
0: I think that's like what a lot of religion is, right?
1: I think so Maybe. to a certain extent. I'm not very
0: religious, but I would assume it's a moment to like pause and be like, Woof, like, let's stop surviving. Like, am I all right? Are you all right? Like, yeah. is God all
1: right? I don't know. I love that idea. All right. So, um, Katie, thank you so much for yes, writing. Thank you. We really appreciate it. And let's also hear from Jess. Yeah, she
0: says, I listened to the You Are a Badass Audiobook and never physically read it. I guess having it read by the author really helped shape my opinion of the book. I loved it. I am an atheist, and just like Kristen, I was totally thrown by the beginning portion needing to have a higher power, but I do believe in the energy of our world and was able to use that as a guiding belief. Sincero is definitely repetitive, but I think it's necessary to drill home the importance of what she's passing on, reframing our thoughts to stay positive, and in doing so, invite more positivity into our lives. Her story helped me to stop letting my fear of failure prevent me from even trying— I am now pursuing opening a nonprofit I've wanted to open for years. And I do think this book empowered me to face what was preventing me from being the badass version of me. Thanks for reviewing this book, ladies.
1: Oh, I'm glad the book helped you to face your fears. Totally.
0: I think it's a the book, I
1: guess I would say, is
0: a really good reframing exercise for me. And that's something I work on all the time in therapy. And, like, I talk about it all the time with my therapist. But, like, it did help sort of tangibly do it. Like, I like to write things down and see them on a paper. And, like,
1: it definitely helped. I agree. Yeah. And I think it's amazing that it can come from such a variety of places, a reframing mechanism. It Mm -hmm. can come from a book. It can come from an experience. It can come from a conversation with a stranger while standing in line at the coffee shop. Yeah. And sometimes wherever you can get that reframing, we should enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that in the case of Jess, Jess, thank you for writing it. I'm glad in your case this helped you. And good luck with your nonprofit. Yeah. Tell us more about it once you launch it. All right, let's take a break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about Jolenta's dad and my nana. Stay with us. Do you ever find yourself waiting through your newsfeed on Facebook or Twitter, wishing you could just call someone up and ask, "What do I really need to pay attention to here?" Well, what if you could? I'm Mary Harris, the host of What Next, Slate's new daily news podcast. And every weekday morning, I'm going to be on call for you, taking you inside one story, going deep behind the headlines. What Next is news you're not going to get just scrolling through your phone. To listen, subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen. And we're back with this week's epilogue episode of By the Book, all dedicated to You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. And Jolenta, we got a lot of folks Mm -hmm. writing and calling in about your family and um, the challenges there and your honesty about the situation. And here's one of those letters. Cecile wrote, Jolenta's audio diary breakdown almost made me cry. My family is pretty dysfunctional, and I spent most of my childhood strongly believing that my parents should divorce they finally did recently. They were both pretty emotionally manipulative with me and set excessively high expectations, and it's taken me a lot of work through college and new adulthood to work through my issues with them. They've left me with fairly lasting emotional scars surrounding my ability to become successful, the feelings that I will never be good enough, and my body image. I struggle with body dysmorphia and disordered eating, among other things. Even though I'm constantly dealing with my anxiety and working through my stuff, I'm really happy where I am now. I've gotten to a point of forgiveness. My relationship with my mother is probably at the best it has ever been, and I really, really hope that Jolenta can also get to a place of forgiveness as well.
0: That is so sweet. Um, Yeah, I really, I identify with your story. Yeah. In a way, like, this has all just been kind of a relief. I've spent, like, my whole childhood being like, are my parents going to get divorced? Like, I have to do everything I can to make everyone happy all the time. Mm -hmm. And, like, ask them probing questions about their lives to, like, you know, remind myself they're not going to get divorced. And now it's just like, whatever. Like, we're all a shit show. We're all dealing with our stuff finally out in the open. And, like, you know maybe they aren't going to live together. Maybe they aren't going to stay together. But like, it's been a nice relief. And even with that, like, it's easier to be more forgiving and, and more more kind to them, even though I'm realizing, you know, they leaned on me for a lot of emotional shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wonder if part of coming to terms with all of this is also the realization that they're their own people. And, yeah, and know. I, you
0: know, I've always like thought I realized that, but this has hit it home even more. That also, like, I'm my own person. Like yes. my identity. Like yes. in a weird way, like, like I support their identities and like really try to see them as people. But it's like, oh right, my identity isn't like keep this family together.
1: It's yes. like, fuck You're it, Joel like Lenta fucking Greenberg, motherfuckers. Like, I moved
0: across the country. They yeah. have their shit. I have mine. I love them, but like, let's all live our lives. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. And also, I wanted to address uh, a question Naima asked on Facebook. She said, listening to the podcast, as a listener, I'm wondering if Jolenta's dad is cool with having his addiction broadcast at all. But I also feel for Jolenta. News like that is real tough. And, you know, he doesn't love it, but he knows what I do for a living. And I told him everything that I'd be putting in. I told him when I was recording our conversation, I basically texted him, being like, "Hey, can I record you on, you know, Skype while we talk?" And he's he's cool with it, you know.
1: Yeah, you weren't. It's doing all anything, out in the open. Yeah, you weren't doing anything surreptitiously, and also, I would argue this is your story to tell too. Right, and like, it's not just his you know, story; it's also your story. Part
0: of me hopes that you know, like, right after this all happened, I sent him like a very long and like very angry email. And I hope just in, like, listening to this, he can sort of understand where that came from. And, you know, the anger isn't there anymore, but some of the sentiment is still there. And I think, you know, maybe hearing it in a in a different way where it's a more, like, sort of personal crying audio diary way as opposed to, like, bile in an email might help him
1: understand things a little better, too.
0: Mm, I hope so. Me I really too. hope so. Can we talk
1: about your nana now? Oh, yes, absolutely. We can definitely talk about my nana. Um,
0: Okay. I loved what Catherine wrote to us. She said, when Dean suggested Kristen's nana be her higher power, I just started crying. I was doing a plank at the time. (laughs) I don't know how you could work out and listen to us. (laughs) Uh, Anyway... Catherine goes on to say, My mom-mom was my everything. She passed four years ago, a month before I became a mother. We adopted our eight-year-old niece. I've never really processed the loss because I've been focused on parenthood. Dean verbalizing the power of the nana just crystallized a focus I've been lacking. What would mom-mom want from me? Ugly crying.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Oh, Catherine. Catherine. I have goosebumps.
1: I'm so sorry about your mom-mom. Oh, that's so hard. But... Um, I'm so grateful to Dean in this episode. I'm so grateful that other people heard Dean's advice to channel that love for somebody who's no longer here. That, like, power
0: of someone good. You know, I even saw in our Facebook community someone's like, what about a small person? Like, my little niece gives, you know, is how I model my life. And she gives me so much joy. And she's just so pure and
1: happy. Yeah. I just loved that. I loved that. We got so many great letters. Here's another one I just love from Wendy. She said, I'm not usually so emotionally affected by the by the book episodes, but this time I'm barely into Kristen's first week, and I want to fall apart. I'm super jealous of Kristen's spiritual relationship with her nana. I want that spiritual relationship, too. I'm so glad Dean helped connect them for the spiritual part of this book. Please, please don't think my jealousy is out of meanness. It is not. Both my grandmothers passed when I was in college. I didn't have a relationship with either of them. I saw them once a year at Christmas. I don't know any of their siblings because I never met them. They were just names brought up in conversations periodically. Maybe my feelings of being isolated from my family because of my dad's job, he was in the military, are something I could work on forgiving. I mean, being a military brat was super cool, but I have no roots and I'm an only child and sometimes being rootless stings. Oof. I feel yeah. Wendy, um, we're so sorry, but one thing we really loved, the number of people who commented on Mm -hmm, Wendy's post mm -hmm. on our Facebook community page, dozens and dozens of people uh, had things to say to Wendy, either saying, I feel the same way, or... Here's another way to look at things. And here's one in particular that I really love.
0: Yeah, this response is from Elizabeth. And she says My maternal grandmother died when my mom was 20, 12 years before I was born. So I clearly never got to meet her. But from stories my mom told me, I think she would have been a lovely grandmother. Weirdly, I miss her. And I miss her on behalf of my mom. I had two grandmothers growing up since my maternal grandfather had remarried. But I wasn't super close to either of them, so I totally relate to others who may feel a lack of roots or connection. But even though we don't know them, I know we have ancestors we would feel spiritually connected to because... If I think towards the distant future after I'm gone, I can feel love and compassion for those who come after me. And thinking of them struggling, I want to send them supportive and healing vibes. That may be too hippy-dippy for you. I think she means Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> uh In which case, there are more concrete ways to put down roots and find the connections you need in life. But if any of that resonates with you, then know you have relatives, dead or alive, that you just don't know who are rooting for you. I love that. I love that, too. I I, I think about that. people I don't know and sometimes feel more connected to them than the ones I did. Like my dad's dad who who passed when my dad was eight. I always wonder, like, what would he think of me? I think he had a good sense of humor like me. Oh. Or uh, my dad's great aunt who died right before I was born. I heard all these stories about how she was, like, this cool eccentric lady and, like, bought everyone jewelry. And she was, like, the life of the party. And I always just sort of think I'm probably, like, the people... People who are dead.
1: <laughs> I, you know, on the flip side, I also sometimes like to think um, we're at a stage now, Jolenta, where a mm-hmm. lot of our friends are pregnant or having oh, yes. babies. And you know, I was just at a first birthday party this weekend. Um, I don't know if you remember, but it was in our French women don't get fat episode. Oh my I gosh! You're at the baby shower. shower. Tamika and Whistlin had, had a, baby. a baby. Sterling and Sterling just That's had her first name. birthday party this weekend, and I was hanging out with her, and I was just thinking, you're going to be alive so many decades after I'm dead and I just hope you're doing really good things and you're happy Aww, and it's amazing to think about all these babies being born we're never going to see what they're like when they're senior citizens we're not going to see yeah. all the cool things we're getting down to at the senior we're center we're not going to see when they cure cancer no, and when we're probably you know they stop see... global warming yes they are I hope going I to. will see that actually please, wait please do that Sterling Yes, do that right do that. now <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah it's great to think about Hopefully, they'll be able to have great lives and yeah. do great things. Yeah, so am I am rooting for them.
0: Oh, I'm rooting yes, for Yes, I'm rooting for my cousin's little baby who looks like a Cabbage Patch doll. So hard.
1: <laughs> All right. So, a couple more quick questions. Question from Rebecca Jolenta. Did you do your wrist stretches this morning? Rebecca, <laughs> I didn't. But you know why, Rebecca? Because my tendonitis is gone.
0: What? Yeah. What I stretched it for a while and did all the exercises and, you know, learned some new yoga moves, and I am no longer in pain. I have had this tendonitis for, like, two years. I do have to give Sincero credit for that. Oh, <laughs> She wow. lit a fire under my ass where I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm the only person who can stop this pain. Oh, my God. So oh, my God. This I book did actually not stretch, changed your life. <laughs> but that's because I don't need to anymore. Wow. Yeah. Your wrist
1: is a badass. Thank you.
0: You know what else is badass, Kristen, that a lot of people wrote in
1: about is? A new theme song. Exactly. The Rizzo's. Hey, Rizzo's huge shout out so much for your new performance of our theme song, which is getting a lot of love. We've, you know, I mean, some people out there have said they love all three songs. Some people have said they love this one the most. But regardless, we're getting just a lot of folks writing and calling in saying hooray for the new theme song. So Rizzos, thank you so much.
0: All right, Kristen. You know what time it is?
1: Oh, I know what time it is. It's time to announce our next. Our next book is the <laughs> Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics by Dan Harris. Will Kristen ever learn how to meditate? Hold on. Am I the skeptic here? I think you're making it sound like I'm the
0: skeptic here. I mean, that's literally why you're in the studio with me. But uh, I think we'll learn a lot more about your skepticism next week. <laughs>
1: Huge thanks to everybody who wrote in with their letters, with their thoughts, with their questions this week. And reminder, you can always reach us at 505-510-BOOK. You can also write to us at buythebook at panoply.fm. And please join our Facebook community. It's vibrant. It's... it's full of love it's full of brains it's full of smart so much fun it's full of cute animals wearing clothes so many dogs and so so many really smart debates yeah so so good a very respectful loving space of kindness that we're just by far the nicest nicest. Facebook group I'm in yeah it pretty much runs itself it's it's amazing all of you guys are great to each other so please join our Facebook community you can find the link in our show notes and um, as always thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you to our lovely producer Cameron Dews. Thank you, Cameron. I love you, Cameron. You're a badass. Until next time, I'm Kristen
0: Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. Bye-bye! Did we, is, it, is it Sincero? Yes. Yeah, we. It oh, we, we were wrong, and we're very gonna very much. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna. We're, we'll get into it. It's. It's in the next line. It. All right. It's okay. No, we are all. We're, we're all sorry. It's all good. <clears throat>